Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. This is Michelle Wong, and uh, so happy to have you here for a solo episode of the Sacred Emergence podcast. Ha! Ah, how are you all doing? I'm recording this over a very beautiful sunny fall Sunday in Seattle, and uh, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode, so I'm so excited. Welcome if you are a brand new listener, and if you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Always a pleasure. So what I wanted to talk about today is how I am embodying my human design as a manifester. And uh, before I dive in, if human design is a completely new thing, if you've never heard of it, I have two episodes that highlight human design. One is with Katie Calder, and I'll link it in the show notes. And then another one was done with Vanessa Henry, but we really dive deep into the manifester energy type of human design. And as I mentioned, I'm a manifester in human design. So what I wanted to share with you in this episode is how I've been embodying the rest, the deep rest cycle and the the work cycle. Um, And the reason why I wanted to share is because I think it's so important when you learn more about a system that you actually embody it, that you like you don't just learn it for yourself, but you implement it. And I offer human design readings and uh, my business has pretty much like it's grown this year. Um, my, a lot of my clients are also international. I love doing human design readings. I've expanded my offerings. I'll share more about that towards the end. And one of the things I've noticed is that for the ones that I've done readings with that actually integrate and implement the pieces that uh, would actually really help them, they really benefit. And last week, or by the time this episode launches, um, two weeks ago, I did a human design interview series and uh, for eight of my uh, human design clients. And my mind was blown with the ones, especially the ones that really were implementing it um, after we had the reading, like some lost weight <laughs> just by shifting how they were eating. So that would be uh, the interview I had with Wendy Jasper Um, and like relationships, you know, better understanding uh, in relationships or in business dynamics, like all the things. And so I'll, what my plan is for the human design interview series. So they went live on my Facebook personal page. Um, They're all public, so you can check it out. It's also on YouTube. It's also on my Instagram, IGTV, but I will be converting them into a podcast, into the podcast. However, not all of the audios came out very clearly because there was a little bit of lag time. It was recorded during Mercury retrograde. So sometimes the audio wasn't that clear. And sometimes you were talking over each other without it happening in real time, but the recording picked up like that. So 
not all of the episodes will be, or sorry, not all the interviews will be shared in the podcast because um, I think it'll be really frustrating to hear if you don't actually see the video. Um, what you'll hear is just overlapping <laughs> voices. So if you are interested in any of those, um, I will link to my Instagram and you can at least look at the videos um, for those. But the ones that came up more clearly, I will definitely share in the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, so manifester is one of the energy types in human design and I'm a manifester. Manifestors are less than 10% of the world's population. Historically, manifestors are more of the kings, the queens, the rulers, and there's less need for that, I think, as the collective, you know, transforms and changes. And so manifestors' role has changed, but at the same time, the energy of the manifestor is still the same. You know, when we talk about energy type, we're looking at the aura, and a manifestor's aura is closed and repelling, which doesn't sound that good. As a manifester, when I read it, I was like, oh, interesting. This does not sound very friendly. <laughs> and no, that's not what it's meant for, but it is true. Our aura is um, dense, repelling. It pushes on other people's auras. And um, what's interesting is that for me, as someone who grew up conditioned to be a people pleaser, um, I was like, oh my God, this all makes sense. And I, before I talk about like what I've been doing with the rest cycle and the work cycle and how I'm integrating that, I did want to just highlight this piece around manifestors because manifestors are the most conditioned uh, in energy types for human design. We're the most conditioned because coming out of the womb, we're already incredibly powerful. That's the design. That's the aura. It's all felt very subconsciously by others. And so it's like, oh my goodness, like we... Like, what does this child know? We need to control her or him, you know? And so manifestors tend to be the most conditioned, conditioned to be people-pleasing uh, or just like rage. <laughs> and um, Vanessa Henry and I talk about that in our interview earlier this year. So I'll also link that to the show notes. Um, anyway, so one of the pieces about manifestors is how we're designed to work is actually very different than other energy types. Um, as a manifestor, well, there are three energy types that don't have sacral energy active or defined. Um, and that's the manifestor, the projector, and the reflector. So if you're a generator or manifesting generator, you have your sacral energy center defined, which gives you like consistent life force energy so you you're designed to do consistent work and this is very general it's a very like it's a very general it's much of a generality um it really depends on your chart in terms of like okay because i've done human design readings for people where who are generators and they feel like i don't feel like i have consistent energy so it really depends on your chart but because um people who have sacral energy defined, the, the way they interact with energy is very different than how uh, manifestors would or projectors would or reflectors. And I want to speak from my own experience here and just from my own continuing to embody you know, my design and who I am. And this is going to be a lifelong, for me, it's, it's a lifelong uh, journey of continuing to deepen my own understanding of my own self. And the more I come back to myself, the more I come back into my own energetic alignment, things make more sense when I read more about, oh, like this is what manifestors 
you know, this is their design. It, is, it becomes more integrated in my body. So when I read things about manifestors and I learn more, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's, that makes sense. You know, when I first learned about manifestors, um, I mean, it all, it, it, on paper, I was like, oh yeah, like our not self emotion is anger. And I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, is that not the case for everybody else? <laughs> like, no, this is unique to manifestors. Um, little things like that, that I felt was, oh, it's not just for everybody. It's unique to just manifestors. Oh, interesting. You know, and so even for our strategy as a manifestor is to inform, the strategy is very much how in, in human design, how you're designed to operate in the world, right? To really create more flow and more ease um, instead of resistance and kind of like friction. For manifestors, we are designed to inform. And when I read that, I was like, inform like what does that even mean it's like basically giving people a heads up on what you're what you're going to do and the reason why that is is because as manifestors our aura is very dense and repelling it pushes on other people's energy so it's helpful for other people to know what we are doing um, otherwise there's always this tension of well what is she doing next is, is she mad um so there is that. And what was funny was when I first read about it, I was like, that is so counterintuitive. I do not want to inform because I don't want people to try to get in my way. And, uh, and that's one of the things like the manifestor energy is really much about like, once we are clear and yep, this is the right action to take. This is the right decision. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Right. And one of the things that make manifestors annoyed, angry is when, uh, things get in their way of getting to what they actually want to create, do, have, all the things. <laughs> and I don't like, I know that this is very specific to manifestors. And I know that for other energy types, other people, it's like, well, I would get annoyed too if, trying, with some, if someone was trying to stop me from doing what I want to do. Um, and like, I get that. And as like the energy type, it's just very like the energy that's felt in the body is very distinct. Um, and the more I continue to um, really step into, oh, aligning with my human design, it becomes more visceral in my body. And uh, when I read more and learn more, it comes alive. So when it comes to the rest cycle, like deep rest, you know, three-fourths of the time, deep rest, 25% 25 of the time we are initiating and creating. When I first saw this, it was... This is for manifestors. When I first saw this cycle, I was like, interesting. That's not how I grew up. That's not how I was taught growing up, right? I mean, how we were all taught growing up is you're in school from, I don't know, eight to three. And then you're, after that, you're in university, like all the things, right? Like you're always constantly scheduled and you're always working or studying. And then after that, if you work in, um, you know, a typical job, then you're like, okay, I'm there for at least eight hours plus a day. And then there might be like taking work home, <laughs> maybe working on weekends. Like that was kind of my, you know, 13 years of corporate life. And so when I read manifestors are supposed to like have deep rest in between work cycles, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. But luckily, I actually uh, learned about human design as an entrepreneur. And there's, you know, this is my third year, like at the end of December um, of 2020, it'll be my like complete three years of um, being my own entrepreneur, uh, self-employed, 
not being a full-time job. And so I've had to really sit with what does it mean to be in a deep breath cycle? And what does it mean to be in a work cycle? And when I first left corporate, that was like, I did not know human design when I first left, left corporate. And it took about three times for me, it took like three tries of me leaving corporate three times uh, to like in this time to be aware of my energy that I'm finally getting it. So the first two times I left corporate, um, you know, there's mo there's months of pure bliss, freedom, and, you know, putting action in towards my business. Um, but, you know, a business doesn't just poof, it doesn't just happen overnight with no effort, right? There needs to be attention and nurturing and cultivating relationships and all of that and um, having like business vision with all of that. And um, so that takes time. You're not necessarily going to see results instantly. Um, obviously, your, your results might vary. Uh, but from my personal experience, I it wasn't happening as fast. And so any time I just remembered um, the first time I left corporate, the second time I left corporate, um, very joyous for the first few months, and then like reality would hit right? Like my, my, it's like the patterning of what I was so ingrained with is, well, if I'm not doing productive work, if I'm not actively making money, then I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time, right? It's, it's like, I have to do productive work. Otherwise it's like, what am I doing? And so there was a very deep level of discomfort in, uh, not working and not creating the income that directly related to my actual work. And that's very much employee mindset. I'll just say that right there. So it's not even just, you know, human design, a manifester and work rest cycle. A lot of that is ingrained in terms of, um, you know, conditioning of if I'm not working, then I'm not being productive and therefore it's, I'm not being useful and, you know, tying money to worthiness. So that's a different, that's a totally different topic. But I did have that ingrained within me and there's a little bit of conditioning there. So there's a lot of guilt of like, well, if I'm not actually doing work, if I'm actually getting paid, you know, trading the dollars for the hours, um, which is very employee mindset, then what am I doing? So that fear, that uncertainty always brought me back into corporate. Now this time around, the third time I left corporate, um, I think what was different is that I, there was a part of me that really did not want to go into corporate. So I changed the pattern. I found uh, two part-time jobs. One was me teaching Pilates because I've taught that for years. And then I also had like an executive position job that I was like, you know, I'm just going to do this. Um, and that, that really helped with um, just settling my, my the, I guess, my, the need to have some type of stable income flow right? As I grew my business. And, um, so that was like maybe the first two years ish. And now in 2020, what's shifted for me is as I pivoted my business this year to focus more on personal growth, development, courage, aligning with more human design into my work and releasing more of the wellness branch of my business. Um, I'm starting to finally feel an alignment and now I'm way more comfortable with the rest time. And I now really appreciate it. And so as the, the cycle works, as, as manifestors, how we're really designed is because we don't have our uh, sacral energy center defined. So for us, it's undefined or open, depending on your chart, uh, if you are a manifestor. Um, and the way that our energy works and that we are, have a very dense 
repelling aura, we are really designed to work in terms of an urge. Like if something, and like it's a divine urge, right? It's just like it comes out of nowhere in a way. And it's like, oh my God, I'm so excited by this idea. You know, it's a yes for me, right? Aligning with my authority. So in human design, authority is how you're designed to make decisions. When that's a yes, then suddenly it's like the energy just comes through and it comes through by one of the other motor centers that are defined in the manifestor's chart so what makes a manifestor a manifestor um and i apologize if this is like what is she talking about she's going way too deep this probably isn't the episode for you if you have very little like if i'm just talking greek to you right now um but in human design we have different energy centers and it's like the chakra system slightly different but it's similar in terms of, you know, there's energy centers within the body. And um, what makes a manifestor manifestor is that different energy centers have different purposes. And there are uh, three motor centers that if it is defined and connected to the throat chakra, uh, it makes us a manifestor. If you don't have your sacral uh, energy center defined. That might be a lot of words, but that's what makes a manifestor a manifestor. So for me, the energy center that I have defined is my ego, willpower, uh, motivation, energy center, slash heart energy center. It's a little, it's a little bit, if you ever look at a human design chart, it's a little triangle that's, that's the, on the right side um, that's kind of below the diamond-shaped energy center, the G center. So it's a little heart little triangle and it is um, that it gives energy once once I'm motivated once it's like a desire like it's a yes it's like a there's like a visceralness to it of yep I um, like I, I want this <laughs> it's like like when I say visceral it's like yeah I want right it's like a want right it's like my desire from being motivated to pursue this thing um, and that's what will motivate me. And when that is lit up, like when I am like a yes for that, once my ego authority says yes, um, suddenly it's like I get things done so quickly. It's easy. It's effortless. Um, and that's what my experience was like when I put together my human design interview series. Um, I was talking to my business coach and uh, we were talking just about like, okay, like what is it that I want to create next? What's happening? And she was like, you know, since you have time, maybe it's worth interviewing a few of your, your clients just to do a case study to see how things are doing since their human design readings with you. And I was like, oh, that is genius. And I ran with it, you know. So in that case, it was like, I wouldn't say it was like a divine download from the sky. It was me talking to my business coach um, and she offered a suggestion. And but for me, it was like, oh, yeah, let's do this. You know, it was like, yes. And, um, and it was motivated by being able to talk to my clients and learning about their before and after, um, how did things shift for them. And this is very much like, it creates a beautiful asset. It's a really great resource and it's, it's, it's good for me to learn. It's good for my audience. All of those pieces really lit up my, um, my motivation, root, willpower, defined ego center. <laughs> And so I was like, that idea landed on Monday. Uh, things were already in place uh, that week. So my first interview was Wednesday. 
And then I had like two interviews a day. And then on Friday, I had three interviews and another one on Saturday, right? I would have had it on Tuesday if somebody was free on Tuesday. But I decided to, well, because nobody could do Tuesday the following day, um, I used that opportunity to put all of my marketing materials together. And literally, idea landed Monday. It was executed immediately. And it was so fun. I had so much energy. It just fueled me. And um, so that is what it looks like to be in a creative work initiating energy cycle, right? It's like that, like, oh yeah, I love it when that happens. It just flows. Okay, and after that, the following week, it was more of a downtime week. And um, this is where the deep rest comes in, the nourishing, the okay, like having more space, more, more expansion in my day so that I get to rest um and when i say rest like it really depends like if i felt really drained from that work then i would definitely need to just be like okay i'm just going to you know take some naps i'll just you know um maybe journal a little bit maybe meditate and there might have been a little bit of that but i wasn't exhausted it was just okay like this week is going to be more of a chill week so what am i going to do okay i'm going to like catch up on some learnings i'm going to go on walks and like just have more freedom more of the feminine in my day versus like I'm now in action mode so the energy is very different and uh, I think it really depends on the amount of intensity that was created during the the work cycle um, but for the deep rise cycle there are you know suggestions that say you need to like really it's really about ramping up the self-care and I think it's very different for everybody. Uh, for me, I just love having, especially on weekends, I do not enjoy having a back-to-back filled-up weekend. You know, the older I get, uh, the more space I appreciate. You know, and like, oh, I don't, I don't, and people, you know, I just remember like when I went to work on a Monday when I was in corporate, it was like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? I always felt like I had to give a really good answer, but like, I was like, I didn't do much this weekend. You know, and it sounded boring, but like, oh my God, it's it's like, so amazing when we have that space when I have that space and so I love weekends that offer that and I also love weekdays that offer that and then in the cycles in between then I get the work right the the work to initiate get something done that uh, really excites me and fuels me and so this is a very different cycle very different like mm, pattern um, and it, it's not that linear, even how I explained it, it's not that linear, but like in terms of like initiate and then rest, you know, like there's the, that's the ideal. Um, it's not always that linear and it's very different than corporate life or the corporate life, like the, my own lifestyle that I had before I really stepped into what I'm doing now. And, um, and so that took time for me to really understand. And one of the shifts really about embodying my human design is, um, you know, I was sometime, it was earlier this year when I was looking at possibly doing like, okay, you know, I would be open to doing a full-time job if it was work from home, 100% remote, and I get to really have my own schedule. You know, if I could really have a full-time job like that where I can arrange my day and make it so that I just get my work done, I show up and I get my work done, I, doesn't, I don't have to clock in like an eight to five. If I can really just do my work and then be done, uh, if I can find a position like that, I'd be open to it. Um, 
And as I was, you know, going down the road of interviewing, it hit me that, you know what, it's not, it's not going to be like that. This, the job that I was interviewing for, although it was 100% remote, it was not the, you get to create your schedule. It was like, no, we need you from this time to that time, this range, this eight hour day. Uh, is that going to be a problem? And I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem. Uh, <laughs> and the reason why that what really made me say no to it is like, I believe in my own dreams. I believe in my direction that I'm going. But one of the nagging feelings in the back of my mind was, Michelle, you're a manifester and you're really not designed to do an eight to five like that, be it at the office or at home. And if you say yes to this, um, everything that you've learned, everything like it's just going to unravel and you're going to go back to that same old pattern. And what you're really here to do is to show a different way. You're really here to live into your manifester self um, and really give your chance to experience that. Um, and I, I, when I remember that as a manifester, I'm really not designed to do this type of work, this consistent energy showing up every day from eight to five and work, work, work like that. Um, and knowing where I really wanted to head, it was like, okay, I'm going to say yes to my dreams. Right. And sometimes I'm constantly reevaluating. Yep. This is where I'm heading. Yep. I believe in myself. Yep. I believe in my vision. Yep. Like it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's like, I'm walking with the fear, right? Like at this moment, like there's, I'm, I'm safe, I'm okay. You know, the money's coming in. I'm going to keep going. And that's the, the deconditioning process that, uh, that I've been really working on this year. And I feel like finally there's like space for really giving myself permission without the guilt, without the anxiety of, I don't have any work to do at this moment. You know, should I do anything? There, there used to be that. Like, I need to be doing something in order to be, uh, I guess, worthy of the fact that I am an entrepreneur, you know, worthy of the fact that I'm not at a corporate job anymore. And now it's like, oh, like, this is what it really means to be embodying my design of, I get to have, um, I get to embrace all of who I am and to really lean into this energy of, hey, it's now time for me to deeply rest, whatever that means for me, um, to take it slow, to go out for a nature walk, to do some yoga, to move my body, to dance, to read a book, to catch up on some trainings that I've signed up for. Um, like that is for me very nourishing. Um, and in the past, there was a lot of like attachments of guilt and I wouldn't say shame, but just guilt and anxiety for not being that level of productivity that I was so conditioned uh, to be in. And so it's taken time to really uh, ease out of that. And sometimes it wasn't comfortable, but the more I'm leaning into this uh, cycle for myself, it feels so good. And I just love my deep rest time. I love it when I'm on and when I get the urge to like, yep, let's go. Let's do this. Um, it feels really good. Uh, there's like a deep sense of purpose and I'm in alignment. And when I'm not in that workflow, I'm also in alignment because I know that this is going to really nurture my energy for when the next urge comes. And again, it's not linear. Sometimes it's like, oh, I just had a day of rest. That urge came. Let's go. Or I had this idea. Okay. Like there's a little bit of like playing around with all of these and just like, okay, what feels good today? What feels good today? So it's not like a, as a hundred percent, but 
it feels so good for me and my nervous system to know that I get to sleep in without the alarm clock for the most, like for most part of it. And then when I go to sleep, it's like my system gets to really rest and there's quiet. Um, there's this deep level of peace and contentment. And that's all part of the manifester um, cycle of we know we're in alignment when we experience peace. Uh, we know we're, we're out of alignment when we experience anger. And so that's how I've been embodying my, uh, my design more and more and really like understanding it at a cellular level. So because when I first read it, it just like, okay, you know, but now that I'm really integrating this in who I am, it's like, oh, yeah, I get it now. You know, I get it at a deeper level than even just reading about it on paper of, okay, so my not self in human design, when I'm out of alignment, it's anger. Um, now when I'm angry, I'm like, oh, something is off, you know, so it's, it gives me a chance to really reflect. Um, so it's like, it's my chart coming alive, the more I embody who I am. And one of the things I wanted to talk about in terms of the manifester is um, it feels masculine when we say they're designed to initiate, they're designed to just do it. Um, they're designed to just go, don't get in their way. Um, you know, there's a lot of layers to that, um, you know, as the manifester vibe, the manifester energy type. And when I first saw it, I really was like, oh God, like I felt a little bit conflicted because um, I'm leaning towards my feminine, right? Like 2020, the theme for 2020 for me is goddess because it's like when I took this quiz, like, are you more feminine or masculine? I'm actually more feminine. Like I did, there's a deep desire for more femininity to really surrender and to receive. Um, in my past episodes, when I talked about my knee injury last year, um, I talked about this is what it feels like to be in my feminine. It's to deeply surrender to help, right? And to have people support me. Um, and it felt really good to have that level of being, like that level of like cherishment, if that makes sense grammatically. It probably doesn't, but like, to the feeling of being cherished and to be taken care of, there's a, there's a, this deep like, oh, like that's what it feels like to be in my feminine. And that feels really good. Like I want more of that. And so when we look at the manifestor energy type, uh, it feels more masculine when we're in go mode. Um, but it hit me last week that manifestors are actually feminine. It's when we're in our deep rest cycle that it's the feminine. And we're designed to be more in our feminine because we're um, ideally meant to be more in our deep rest than we are in the initiate, let's just do this mode. And so when we look at it that way, it gave me peace, you know, that, you know, our signature emotion is peace, that signature feeling is peace for manifestors. Just knowing that, oh, I'm really designed to be in this, in this feminine, um, it really felt good for me. And if you're listening to this and you're a guy or you're more, you don't have to be a guy to be more masculine, but like if you lean towards more of the masculine side and you're a manifester, it, it, it's not, there's no right or wrong. It's just for me, it just felt very like, oh, like more masculine manifestors, more masculine, you know, even in relationships are designed to be more masculine. That didn't, like, that wasn't the most comfortable for me because I'm like, oh man, like I want to be led in, um, I want to be in my feminine when I'm in a romantic relationship. And I get to have that when I'm in deep rest mode. And that deep rest mode gets to be more of more of the, the piece of that pie, you know, that pie-shaped graph, right? Approximately what, like around 75%, right? 
And so that gave me peace of knowing that. And uh, there's nothing wrong with a man or someone who's leaning more on their masculine to be have uh, to have more of the feminine, right? There's there's nothing wrong with that. Ideally, we want to be balanced, right? So there's that piece that I just wanted to bring that to surface. If you've ever been told like manifestors are more masculine and there's that go go go, like I would actually say manifestors have um, they're really being called to be in their feminine. Uh, the rest, the deep rest, right? The the receiving, right? Even getting an, an urge from the universe, it's opening up to receive that, right? And so we need to be in that deep rest cycle to allow that to come through to us. So that's what I wanted to share with you in today's episode. Uh, some of the, like, the pieces where I'm embodying more as my manifester self, um, and in the upcoming, you know, future solo episodes, I do want to talk about ways that I've been coming back to my own self and coming back to my own alignment, ways that I am deconditioning and decluttering energy, all of those pieces. Uh, but I did want to just give voice to how I'm integrating and embodying my own, man- my own design type. Um, and in the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that my uh, my business has expanded in terms of the human design realm. So I wanted to give um, just more information around that. I am so excited. Like the more I do human design work, I want to say like human design is part of what I do. I, I, I don't want to like silo myself into I only do human design. It, I really integrate it. It's a big part of my work. Um, but I do a lot of other pieces and, uh, human design is a system that I utilize definitely because it's been so valuable for me and my clients. So I offer two ways to get human design readings from me now. One is HD, human design, HD, uh, HD express. And the other one is HD expanded. HD express is your, your typical one-off human design reading, um, where, you know, for my readings, I go pretty deep. So we go foundational and then we go pretty deep into your charts. Um, and the feedback and the testimonials that I received from my clients is off the charts. Like I'm always blown away. Um, I'm like, oh my God, like I am so happy like that you received that from our reading and the results from those who are embodying their human design. Again, I'm just like, whoa, like I am just like, this is why I do what I do, right? It's, it's people's lives are shifting. They're coming back to their unique selves and they're giving, like, there's no permission needed. Like you are who you are. And this just, this reading, what is, what I see here validates and confirms all of you, who you are and your uniqueness. And uh, that, even if it's an external validation, it gives people like permission, even though nobody needs permission, uh, to continue being their full selves. So there's a human design express reading and then human design expanded. Human design expanded, what I love about it is that it gives people more space and more time to digest the information uh, from a human design reading. And it's we break down your chart over a three-week process, three-week basis. Uh, we meet around 45 minutes-ish a week to go through the different layers of your chart. So you have more time to integrate, more time to come back for questions. And it just gives you more like space to really sink your teeth into who you are um, through the human design lens. And there's more uh, ability to really expand into who you are during our three weeks together. So there's human design expanded. And um, I'll link the that to my in the show notes so that you can kind of see it. 
the two different options. And then regardless of which Human Design Express or Expanded, whichever one you end up doing, the next step, it doesn't have to necessarily be in this order, but the next step is Human Design Embodied. Um, and Human Design Embodied is where we really come to life with your chart. Um, and this is the client-led piece where we have four weeks together, basically a month, where you ask questions and you actually start experimenting, experimenting with your human design. Now that you have a full picture of your design from a reading, um, now you get to put it into practice, into your relationships, into your business, into your daily day. Um, how are things going and coming back asking questions and okay, let's tweak this, try this um, and getting a different perspective um, from what's going on in your life. And so that's been super fun to do, human design embodied. Um, and then I've had clients come back to me and ask if I could do like partner readings between them and their spouses or between them and their uh, business partners. And I was like, oh my God, like, let's give it a shot. Like, let's go for it. And the results have been incredible. So I've interviewed two amazing people who have uh, reached out to me to do um, duo readings. So I call them dynamic duos. And um, the just like, I'm so blown away. So Trisha Bollander, uh, she came to me asking if I could do like a... Um, uh, just kind of a dual like analysis of her and her uh, virtual assistant and after a reading just after everything she knew about her virtual assistant all of her assistant's magical powers um, basically promoted her or upgraded her however you want to say it to chief of staff and I'm like oh my god this is so amazing so check out that interview with Trisha I also interviewed Trisha on my podcast because her work is about sacred power um, so check that out as well. I'll put all of these in the show notes. And then uh, Paula Ivy, she also came to me to ask about if she, I could do a partner reading between her and her husband. And Paula already had a one-on-one -on -one reading with me. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's do this, you know? And, um, and her husband did not know anything about human design, but he left from that reading, like, just like, oh my God, that was so amazing. And like, he understood himself more through that and their relationship, just like, you know, seeing each other in a different way and understanding each other in a different way and how their energies come together. Uh, really, like, just hearing the feedback from that um, made just, like, that experience feel really good. So I, I not, at the time of this recording, I haven't made um, my, um, I guess, my offerings for it yet. But for those who know that I do, uh, it's more of the back end. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, can you do one for me and my husband? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. And then, but it's not all, I don't have the marketing pieces for it. It's all word of mouth right now. And kind of just people reach out to me because they've heard about it. Um, but eventually it was, this will, you know, be public offering. Um, it's public right now. It's just, I don't have the marketing piece, um, but that's all coming soon. So those are some ways that if you are interested in learning about human design and, and you know, integrating uh, this more into your life. Those are some of the ways, um, some of my offerings that I have. And, uh, and then I also have one-on-one -on -one coaching that integrates all of these pieces, but we just work uh, together for a minimum of three month capacity. And then it grows from there. So, and I also offer bundles for those who know that you might want, you know, a human design reading with embodiment. There's honestly like, there's no point in getting a human design reading if you're not going to implement it. It's just information. So I really recommend, even after the reading, to integrate it more. And then obviously I'm here if you want to um, have more guidance and coaching around it. 
So that's what I wanted to share for you today. If this was relevant, please share. If you know of any manifestors in your life, please share this with them so they have a deeper level of understanding from you know just reading information on the interwebs. And uh, if you love this episode, please share it. I always love that people share. So you can tag me on Instagram. That's probably the best way. Uh, Instagram stories, all of that, or even Facebook stories. And, um, and if this podcast resonates with you, I would love love, love, love. I'll just share my desire, a five-star iTunes review that would just melt my heart. So thank you so much for tuning in. More to come. Have a beautiful, beautiful week wherever you're at. Take care. Join our free private Facebook group community, Sacred Emergence, to receive more connection, guidance, and support. And take part in our five-day inner confidence challenge to not only boost your confidence, but to help activate your inner leadership. Details in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.